Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for kicking off your week with us. This is your Monday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are, of course, the Sports Ethos presentation, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99. That's J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99. And also at EthosFantasyBB. That's E-T-H-O-S FantasyBB. That's where all of our new podcasts get posted from. This show, the It's Gone Podcast with Britton Allen, which recently dropped a new episode you get all of our different articles, news and notes, everything that's been put into our draft guide as well is available there at Ethos Fantasy BB. All of my rankings are up, all the features are up, everything seems to be status quo now as we are just a couple of days away from the season. But make sure you guys are checking us out on Twitter, still trying to build up those accounts. Less so about my own account and more so about the Ethos Fantasy BB account and highlight some of the great work that our writers have been doing these last couple of months and will continue to do throughout the regular season. And we'll just keep going. It'll be forever and ever. We will have fantasy baseball content here at Sports Ethos. That is obviously the goal. And you guys are obviously a huge part of that with all the support you've shown over the last year. We're more than a year into the podcast. It's crazy to think that, but here we are. And we are just a couple days away from my second opening day here. Very exciting stuff. Today, we are going to do our final mock draft. We're going to go through a 12-teamer Yahoo-style settings. I'm going to be doing it on Fantasy Pros, but we're going to be doing Yahoo-style. It's just easier on Fantasy Pros. You can you know, set things your own way. You can have the timer not be in effect. I, I just like using Fantasy Pros' platform quite a bit. And it's the first mock draft I'll be doing since my own rankings became a part of that uh, ECR group, the expert rankings. Not that I'm considering myself an expert, but it's very cool to be in those uh, ECR rankings. This will be the first time I'll see what I think of my own self, I guess. Uh, we'll see if I'm graded highly based on my own rankings and whatnot. That'll be what we'll do today. Tomorrow, we're going to be joined by a friend of the show, Eric Cross. He'll be coming back on. We're going to be talking about prospects to keep an eye on this year. There's definitely some guys that you should be keeping an eye on, even if it's players who didn't make their teams necessarily. You know, Grayson Rodriguez got sent down today. We'll talk about him a little bit. We're going to go through your Jordan Walkers and your Volpes and the guys who are uh, the big name guys as well who have made teams. We're going to just talk about not so much in terms of drafting, but well, maybe a little bit if you guys are still drafting, but more so in terms of prospects to keep an eye on throughout the season, guys you should be stashing and things of that nature. That'll be tomorrow. Wednesday, I will give you my guys for the season, my the guys that I am targeting, and we'll also throw in a couple of fades there. I put them out on Twitter today. You guys can check them out, like I said, at JoeOrico99. I put out six guys, not even my targets necessarily. Uh, they are the guys that I have drafted in the most leagues this season. <clears throat> One of them, unfortunately, is Grayson Rodriguez. We're going to talk all about that tomorrow with Eric. And then, once we get to Thursday, it is game time. We're going to preview opening day on Thursday. We will talk about the different games that are going on. I honestly don't even know. I'm going to check right now when the action gets going. I'm interested to see if it's going to be daytime games or evening games. I should have probably checked this before, but uh, we're going to get going during the daytime. Most of the games are going to be daytime games on Thursday, starting at 105. Oh, my God. 
The first pitch of the year, I think, might be thrown by Patrick Corbin. That might, um, I don't know why you want to read into that, uh, but I think Patrick Corbin and Max Fried will be the first game. It'll be in Washington. I mean, the Yankees and Giants are scheduled to start off at the same time, but I think it's kind of funny. Uh, Patrick Corbin might throw the very first pitch of the season. Hopefully that's not an omen for how things are going to go here. Um, but we are we are very excited for opening day just a couple days away. This is our final mock draft, and I felt it was important to do one more because of all the injuries that have happened, all the different things. You know, <clears throat> prospects making teams. Jordan Walker made the Cardinals. But like we said, Grayson Rodriguez did not make the Orioles. So there's going to be different risers and fallers based on that, of course. Guys like Rizel Iglesias who got hurt. Other pitchers who have injury concerns. Rodon, Tyler Glass. Now we talked about this with Alex Fast last week. But we're going to see how they actually have moved around here in terms of my own thought process, in terms of the expert rankings, and we are going to play out this 12-teamer Yahoo-style mock draft. I'm just going to make sure I have all the settings the way I'd like them to be. Um, Let's see, two starting pitchers, two relief pitchers, four pitchers of any kind to fill out your starting um, lineup there, two utility options, five bench players, and then it's pretty standard there uh, in terms of position players one catcher one first baseman one second baseman one shortstop one third baseman and three outfielders that is what we will be doing today I chose to pick from the number one slot because I realized I hadn't done a mock draft from the number one slot so we are going to do that today I don't actually haven't drafted at all from the number one spot I mean I've done some drafts that are off stream that have been mock drafts from the number one spot but I haven't actually gone through one on stream here picking from numero uno so that should be very fun and let's click the start your draft button and get this baby going. Like I said, this is Yahoo style. We're going to do like roto slash head-to-head categories kind of style. I find it hard to differentiate if you're like making rankings. There are certain players that might be more consistent week in and week out, but I, I find it hard to differentiate between head-to-head category rankings and roto rankings. I think that they are very similar, but anyway, let's get to it. The number one pick, and this is something that I've bounced around. I've been asked multiple times, who's my number one player this year? And the answer has changed a couple of times. But as of right now, it is Ronald Acuna. And I I think it's totally reasonable to take Jose Ramirez as well, given the scarcity at third base. I'm just not as worried about that in a 12-teamer. I think that there are still plenty of options for me at third base, at those scarce positions. You don't need to reach so much necessarily. Uh, And not, not even that it would be a reach taking Jose Ramirez first overall. But I'm going to take the guy that I I think will have the best season. He is my pick for National League MVP. Mr. Ronald Acuna Jr. Obviously coming off a bit of a down year, but when you look at the projections, when you look at the fact that he is probably going to steal the most bases of anybody this season, I know that's not exactly a hot take. A lot of people have said that, but I think Ronald Acuna is very, very likely to give you 40 steals. I think 30 home runs are going to come back there for him. You know, last year was a tough year power-wise. We know this. It was not something that was a secret. It's not something we were expecting, really. We were expecting them to suffer more on the speed department as opposed to the power it was 29 steals and 15 home runs, which, granted, you know, you'll still take it. We were expecting some more power, but I think give him another year recovering from that ACL tear, and I don't think there will be any limitations on Ronald Acuna Jr. A stud, atop a studly lineup, I'm very happy to get him here at the 101. He is the guy that I am targeting a lot of the time. And I would, you know, I've done a lot of different drafts. haven't had the number one pick, but if I did have multiple number one picks and I was doing multiple different leagues, I'd take a couple of Cunhas. I would take a couple of Ramirez's. Unless, of course, you are just so, you know, you know, got the blinders on, like, this is my guy, then, you know, absolutely take your guy. But for me, I, I like to diversify a little bit. There are some guys that I'll draft on every team, but if you're taking the first overall pick in multiple drafts, go for Acuna and some, go for Ramirez and some, go for Trey Turner and some. If there is some kind of injury, you don't really want to be bogged down and say, oh my God, like, 
You know, I picked Trey Turner on all my teams. I picked him first overall. The year is done. You don't want to get yourself into that kind of situation. Not that it would necessarily mean the end of the year, but if you have a bunch of different drafts, it is a good idea to diversify here. So I'll quickly go through who went after Acuna. It was Judge, Turner, Julio, and J. Ram. No surprise there. Mookie Betts, Kyle Tucker, Juan Soto going at 108, a little early. Uh, and Jordan Alvarez, 109. I saw Vlad Sedler tweet out yesterday, the day before, that they both slipped into the third round of main events. Those are 15 teamers. They slipped into the third round. I'm assuming it was early, so probably in the low 30s. But interesting to see uh, how the market adjusted to those guys based on some worries regarding their playing time this year because of injuries. Uh, after Jordan, it was Vladdy Guerrero Jr. at 110. Uh, Shohei at 111, and then Bobby Witt Jr. rounding out the first round. To start off round two, we got Freddie Freeman, Mike Trout, Corbin Burns. We got Garrett Cole, Manny Machado, Bo Bichette, Pete Alonzo, Fernando Tatis, Paul Goldschmidt, Rafael Devers, and Austin Riley. So those third base options, like like I'm on, they do thin out. Like even though I said you know you still have options, you absolutely do, but they do definitely start to thin out. So I'm not going to take a third baseman just yet. Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado is still considered day to day with the hand. I think that's based on the pitch he took uh, at the World Baseball Classic. That's not really going to put me off of drafting him, but I don't think I'd really want to take him here anyway, considering where we are in the draft. I think I can wait a little bit farther here. I'm looking at starting pitching, and it's not something I usually do at this point of a draft, but you know, when you see that there are such studly options here and you don't really love the other guys who are generally going in the range, I think it's okay to reach a little bit. I am going to go Spencer Strider as my first pick here because I'm going back-to-back, obviously, picking on the turn. I'm going Spencer Strider at 24. And then I'm honestly going to go away from my rankings a little bit. Not a lot, but slightly deviate from my rankings. And I'm going to take Jacob deGrom here because he does worry me. He absolutely does worry me. There's a chance that he only throws, you know, 20 innings this year. Absolutely. I, I picked him in my home league. I, I have a lot invested in Jacob deGrom just in terms of that because, you know, I'm talking up with my friends. I picked him in the home league. If he doesn't do well, then I'm going to look like a fool. But regardless of that, Jacob deGrom is very, very polarizing. I had him ranked currently as my number eight starting pitcher, but you could really make an argument to put him anywhere. Like I tweeted this out a while ago. Jacob deGrom could be your number one starting pitcher. He could be your number 25 starting pitcher, and you could justify it. Absolutely, you could justify either one. But I'm going to take him here because I have the security of Strider. I have that absolute, you know, guaranteed, locked-in, like everything in terms of pitching if deGrom is healthy to go with Strider. Strikeouts are mine. Wins are going to be kind of close. Well, you never really know with wins, but the ratios for sure and the strikeouts will be pretty damn good. So I'm going to take Jacob deGrom here. I'm not love the rest of the guys going in this range generally. And I know I'm not going to pick again for more than 20 picks, but I think I'll take deGrom and Strider and be pretty happy uh, to back them up at the 2-3 turn here. It's something, you know, my rankings would dictate that I should take Shane McClanahan there. And I have a lot of Shane McClanahan this season. It's nothing against Shane McClanahan. Of course, I have him as my number two pitcher. I'm very high on him, but I'm taking the upside as opposed to the floor there. I think there's a better floor with McClanahan, but in terms of this draft, in terms of what I'm looking at in the room here, I'm taking Jacob DeGrom there pretty comfortably, and maybe that says I should move up my own rankings a little bit. I mean, I'm probably not. I think that where I have him here at number eight feels pretty solid, but at the same time, he is somebody that is very interesting that I've tried to draft where I can because I still think the price is worth it. Uh, you know, I love McClanahan and I have a bunch of McClanahan shares, but the price on Jacob DeGrom right now, if he is healthy, is just absurdly cheap. <clears throat> so he's definitely somebody to keep in mind. I don't know, even in the second round, I think. If you're in like the middle, late part of the second round, depends on how deep your league is, obviously. But I think anywhere in those high 20s to early 30 numbers of picks, you know, 
from 25 to 35, that's generally where he's going. I have no problem with it. I really don't, especially in a league like this. We're talking 12-teamers where there will be replacement-level value available on the waiver wire. Of course, there'll be IL slots, too. Uh, in a lot of those leagues you guys are playing in, a lot of people who are listening to content, I know I talk about the NFBC a lot, but I know a lot of you guys are generally playing in your 12-teamers. There's IL slots in almost all of them, unless the commissioner changed some settings. DeGrom, even if he does get hurt and miss some time, there is going to be plenty of replacement-level value for you to plug in those other innings. And it's not going to be stud ace-level pitchers, but it's still going to be very solid pitchers who are being drafted in every 15-team draft. Obviously, they're drafted in more deeper you know, draft champions and whatnot, but they're not scrubs is what I'm trying to say. Even if you lose Jacob DeGrom, it's not like you're sticking in, like we mentioned, Patrick Corbin off the top. You're not putting in you know, just awful pitchers. It's still guys who are very, very solid, still guys who are you know number threes on their respective teams. So... There, there's no problem for me taking DeGrom in an IL league, especially when I backed him up with Strider the way that I did here. Really liking the start, Acuna, Strider, DeGrom. I'd be happy with that in a 15-teamer, but I'll definitely take it in a 12-teamer here. Right after DeGrom, we got Sandy Alcantara, Real Mudo, Michael Harris, Aaron Nola, Marcus Semien. Nothing's really changed. Well, I, Jesus, I say nothing's really changed right as I see Bryce Harper win at 308. I don't know what the hell that is all about, why anybody would do that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's... I honestly can't. I can't explain it. There's no reason to take Bryce Harper in the third round. I know that there was some some nice news about him the other day that he's not going to go on the 60-day IL. Don't know that that really means much. It just means they're not going to put a firm date around his return. Like they can't activate him before whatever date it would be. I'm not sure what the math would work out to be, but they're not doing that so that they can maybe bring him back a little sooner. But that being said, we're still missing at least I'm going to say two and a half months of Harper, probably more. Not somebody that I am targeting, and especially not in the third round. I can see targeting him around pick 150, 160. In my own rankings, I have him like 170 or something, 180. But I don't see any reason to take him in the third round. Right after him, it was Lindor, McClanahan, Woodruff, and Arenado went off at the end of the third. And then Arena, Jose Altuve in round four. Again, feels a little early considering what we know about him. Maybe get your guys kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. In my home league, Altuve went in the 60s, and that was after the injury news. I think 68 or some something like that. I think it's all right at that point. Still feels a little bit early. If There are IL slots and replacement value, so I think it's fine. But overall, I would not be taking Jose Altuve as high as he went here in the 40s. I think that's a little, little too rich for me. Max Scherzer at 403. Chisholm, Schwarber, Matt Olson, Emmanuel Classe, Dylan Cease, Lou Bob, Luis Robert, Dalton Varsho, and Cedric Mullins is who went in between my picks there looking at who I have available and what I need for this team I still need everything essentially I have Acuna I have Strider and I have Jacob deGrom the best available players I'm seeing and one thing I can say here is I don't need to take a starting pitcher now for a very 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 long time I will need to take a closer and I might do it here with Josh Hader in fact I am going to do that Uh, but starting pitching with these two guys even if it's just Strider I'd feel comfortable with that because I have been waiting on pitching altogether now I have a base of Strider I can just fill in those other positions where I will need to get my guys and I won't have to worry about you know reaching up and taking a Darvish or a Freed or a Manoa even though I like those guys I, I don't need to worry about them I can target other players in that range so right now I'm gonna go Josh Hader and I think I'm going to go Corey Seager because Corey Seager is still sitting there. I pick 49. Generally, he has not been. And, man, I've seen a lot of stuff that I really like. His spring training has been great. The shift is going to really benefit him. I think we can see a really, really great season out of Corey Seager. So he is going to be my second position player here to go along with Ronald Acuna. I'm very happy with the way this draft has gone. I wish I had a team that had this exact makeup. But that's just the name of the game. Ah, Corbin Carroll went. I wanted to get Corbin Carroll. I got a couple of Corbin Carroll shares, uh, but I did want to take him here. 
So now we're at a point where I do need a couple of positions that are not going to be available forever. Alex Bregman is still sitting here, third base eligibility, of course. He is going to be somebody that I take at pick 72. I think that's a very reasonable price for Alex Bregman. After him, if you're waiting beyond him, uh, it's not rosy at third base. It is really not after Bregman. You're waiting till you know Gunnar Henderson, who, you know, depending on how you feel about him, you might really like Gunnar Henderson. And then it's Max Muncy, who I am out on. He's one of the guys I am not drafting this year. Matt Chapman, Suarez, Jose Miranda, Alec Bohm. There is still, there's still potential there for some good value. But I'm taking Bregman, great player in a great lineup. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure about what I'm gonna get from him. Where some of those other guys, you know, probably will be good, but it's not with Bregman where I think it's likely to be good. Um, let's see what else I should be looking at here. I got my shortstop, I got my third baseman, I got my outfielder. I've got two starting pitchers, two studs, and of course I've got my number one closer in Josh Hader. So looking pretty good there. Tasker Hernandez has fallen a little bit into the 70s. He's not generally getting to that point anymore. Uh, he, he was earlier in draft season, but at this point you're not usually getting him there. I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Teoscar, get another outfielder, another strong outfielder who can steal me bases, and they are calling it a value pick here based on Fantasy Pros. So I will take that. I really like the way this team is shaping out. Second base is going to have to be looked at, and we'll take a look and see who's available. He's still here at second base. Uh, Glaber Torres, Max Muncy, Brandon Lau is somebody that I've been waiting on. Jonathan India. Uh, I can wait a little bit on second base. You know, the more I look at second base this year, the more I do like it. Like, there is a lot of value. Like, a guy like Bryson Stott, who I'm pretty big on, isn't going off the board until the 27th second base. You know, I've said this before in draft season, throughout the offseason, that before I really started digging in to positions, in my head, it was going to be third base is, or excuse me, second base is the worst. It's actually third base. Uh, Second base is a lot deeper than you might think. With third base, once you get past a certain ilk which is probably the first eight or ten of them there's still some value there you know you still got guys like Jordan Walker who you could plug in and Rendon who I'm pretty big on Josh Rojas looks like he might lead off in Arizona so he's definitely somebody who could be interesting Yandy Diaz you know Alex Fast who was here the other day uh he we weren't talking about position players but he was he was touting uh Yandy Diaz over on Twitter and I I agree with him I think he's a great on-base guy who is going to get good opportunities uh in the Tampa Bay lineup he could be a very sneaky player this season all that being said, though, third base, you know, it does tail off a lot sooner than second base. So I am okay to wait a little bit farther here on my second base. I'm going to take a look and see who else is available at different positions. I've got some catchers who do interest me, but I don't know about at this price inside the top 100. You know, Alejandro Kirk is my guy, but I don't know if I really want to spend a top 100 pick on him at this point. I kind of have to adjust. I think he's going to have to move down one or two spots in my rankings just because of the slow start that he had to get going. I'm a little worried that we might see him lag out of the gate. I, I might be totally wrong in that, but I, I'm a little bit lower on Kirky than I was even a month ago. Uh, you know, if he's still there, like next time I'm picking, then I might take him. Uh, but as of right now, he is not the guy that I'm really targeting at this point. I don't have a specific need, really. I mean, I can go for first base. I can go for second base, catcher, whatever. But I, I don't really have a position where it's like, shit, I need to take care of this right now. First base is interesting. Nathaniel Lau. I like Nathaniel Lau. I think maybe we're over-expecting what we can get out of him potentially. And you know, I, I don't need to take him here. I think it's a, it might be a little bit, little bit too rich. I'm thinking about taking another starting pitcher, to be honest, just seeing who I have available to me. I'm thinking of going like a Kershaw and George Kirby. Kershaw or George Kirby, maybe. There is, you know, in terms of the other players available, like I said, Lau. There's Tyler O'Neill. I got Christian Yelich, Nestor Cortez. Um, you know, I... I do like the thought 
of going and getting Kershaw. He has been somebody I've drafted quite a bit. But I don't know about taking two starting pitchers right now. Kirby is higher in my rankings. I should probably take Kirby. And I don't really need this like massive strikeout. So I think Kirby is the guy I might end up going with. But who will I pair him with is the question. I could go Tyler O'Neill. Uh, maybe I will go Tyler O'Neill. I love that St. Louis lineup. It's really like disgustingly good. I think O'Neill can be a big bounce back. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to take Tyler O'Neill with one of these picks, and I'm going to take George Kirby with the other pick. I think that makes sense. I said I'd wait on pitching. I think I waited enough here after those two rounds. I waited 60, 70, whatever picks it was uh, to get George Kirby as my SP3. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yandy Diaz went already. Wow. Maybe somebody's listening to Alex Fast over here. Uh, somebody jumped way ahead of where he's usually going and took him, what round are we in here, round nine? Around nine, Yandy Diaz in a 12-teamer? Or excuse me, he went in round 10. That's a little early for me. I am not, I, I'm, I like him. I, let me see where he was going in main events because maybe I'm just behind the curve, but that seems a little bit steep, a lot steep, really. Uh, for thinking about it, like Andy Diaz is a nice guy. You know, if you wait to plug in there at third base or whatever, uh, I think he's eligible at first as well. But this seems a little, little bit rich for me. Let me take a look at main events. We'll take a look at Tampa Bay here. Andy Diaz is not going until 260. So I don't know what the hell happened here. Uh, a blip, perhaps, by Fantasy Pros somewhere in the ECR. I, I have no idea. You should not be taking Yandy Diaz. I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but you should not be taking him in, the, in round 10. You should take him, you know, if you get to round 15 through, even even 15 in a 12-teamer is a little bit early, like round 20 or so, honestly, in a 12-teamer. That's where I'd start to look at him as somebody you can fill in. If you waited, you don't want to, you know, pay up for third base, that's when you look at him. You don't pay up for the guy you're supposed to be waiting on. Uh, definitely don't agree with that. But looking at uh, looking at what I have available to me, I'll, I'll take it because, you know, it just pushes the, the guys who should be going a little bit higher, a little bit farther down the board. So I got no problem there. At this point, I'm going to take a look at catcher again and see. My guy Kirky is still there at pick 120. At that point, you've kind of forced my hand a little bit. Sean Murphy, Tyler Stevenson, Cal Raleigh. There's actually uh, – maybe they didn't force my hand. There's still a lot of good catchers available here. Catcher, catcher's pretty deep this year as well, guys. I know I've talked about that a little bit. I mean, I talked about it when I did my catcher rankings. Catcher's fairly deep, especially in a one-catcher league. Like, you know, Gabriel Moreno going off as a 16th catcher, Danny Jansen 14th. You know, Yasmany Grandal, who I think can bounce back this year at 19th. There, there's still some value, so maybe I, my hand is not forced with Alejandro Kirk. Let me take a look at first base and see what I got going here. Andrew Vaughn is still available. Now, I saw something the other day about Andrew Vaughn. I'm going to take a look here. I know this isn't a real draft, but I do want to – to be absolutely as informed as possible. There was something I saw about Andrew Vaughn that I didn't love, and I forget what it was now exactly. It was his back. That's what it was. Back in the lineup, though, today. So minor back issue over the last few weeks is according to the uh, to the NBC Sports Edge right up on Yahoo. Uh, dealing with a minor back issue the last few weeks. Expected to be ready to go for opening day. Uh, man, I don't like back problems. I've had back problems myself from when I worked construction. They're not fun. But I think at this point, you know, you're getting first base outfield eligible guy. I shouldn't really be going out of my way to draft somebody who is injured. But they say he'll be ready for opening day. He was back in the lineup today. So I'll take Andrew Vaughn. I will take the chance as, uh, you know, it is a little bit of a chance. But I think as a first baseman here going in the pick 120-ish range, is it a little bit high? 
maybe a touch. But I think overall, uh, Andrew Vaughn is still somebody that I'm very much invested in this season. Uh, I think he can have a great year. So I, I'm no no real problems there. Um, here we now I'm kind of thinking about taking Hunter Green, who I have not taken even once, even in a mock draft. But looking at who I already have, my starting pitchers, Strider, DeGrom, and Kirby, have a very strong base of ratios and strikeouts already. So it's not really like I need to take Hunter Green for strikeouts. But I have the the built-in cushion of if Hunter Green is not as good as we maybe are expecting, and I, I'm a little bit lower on him than consensus anyway. Uh, let me see where I have him in my SP rankings in the Somewhere in the mid-40s, I think. Or 39. He's 39 in my SP rankings. I don't know that necessarily he should be going where he's going, but at pick 121 with already the SP you know, assurance that I already have with Strider, DeGrom, and Kirby, I don't really mind taking him. It's a thought. Let me take a look. And this is why I like going through these over on Fantasy Pros. You can just pause the draft, or not even pause. It's just no timer on it. And you can just kind of go through it at your own speed here. I should really look at a second closer as well. And I wonder if Hunter Green uh, will come back to me. I don't know that he necessarily would. Let me see. David Bednar is still there. Clay Holmes, John Duran, Munoz, Alexis Diaz. Ah, uh, man. I should probably take a closer. I should probably be smart here. Uh, I'm going to take Clay Holmes. I think I'm going to take Clay Holmes and get a second closer in there because it's, you know, whether you're, I know this is five by five, whether you're talking roto or head to head, you do need to have at least at very minimum two closers that you can absolutely trust, likely a third. And Holmes and uh, Holmes and Hader do definitely give me that. Now let's see if Hunter Green went off the board. Um, let's see. Shit, he did go off the board. That's okay. That's okay. I didn't really need him. It was going to be more of like a luxury kind of thing anyway. At this point, I probably should just go and take a catcher. And then I should go and take a second baseman because I've waited on second base quite a bit. You know what? I might go for the Cincinnati Reds uh, stack. I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go Tyler Stevenson as my catcher. And I'm going to go Jonathan India as my second baseman. Two guys that I am very much in on this season. And I think, you know, Tyler Stevenson's price has skyrocketed recently. Like, I'm going to see where he was going to main events. It was probably ridiculous. Uh, you know, I'm not even ridiculous to the point where I don't want to draft him. But just a ridiculous jump from what we had seen um 130 was his adp in main events there's been 32 of them so far uh, 107 is the minimum 163 is the max let's just take a look at draft champions uh, and see what's the difference there um no it's not too far off actually let's see the roto wire those are 12 teamers that's no, not too far off actually i mean i'm not really putting parameters on it for dates but definitely a little bit higher than i thought stevenson would go that's totally fine like i'm pretty big on him uh, but somebody took him like minimum pick of 71 in RotoWire Online Championship. Draft Champions, the minimum pick was 94, a little bit higher than I thought he'd be going. Uh, but, you know, I'm very, very keen to get him where I did here, which was, I don't even remember what pick it was, 140 something or so. That was roughly where I got him. Uh, totally cool there. And my roster is looking pretty complete now because I have no more gaps in terms of any position players. I need a couple of utility spots, but that's whatever. Uh, I need three more starting pitchers or pitchers that will go in my starting lineup, I should say. And then I need to fill up my five bench spots. But this team, will we'll pause and we'll take a look at the team here real quick. Stevenson behind the plate, Andrew Vaughn at first, Jonathan India at second, Corey Seager at short, Bregman at third, and then my outfield is Ronald Acuna, Teoscar Hernandez, and Tyler O'Neill. Get to the starting pitchers, we have Spencer Strider, Jacob deGrom, Josh Hader, Clay Holmes, and George Kirby. That is my pitching staff. I'm going to keep needing, uh, need to keep adding, I should say, starting pitchers to this mix because I love who I've got. But at the same time, 
if things do not go according to plan with uh, Mr. DeGrom, I do want to have some backup plans here. And I think I'm looking at the next two guys I'm going to take here, one after the other. Uh, I'm just looking at Grayson Rodriguez, 53 there in the ECR. It it kills me. It it kills me because I had him. Christ, where did I have Grayson? 38. I'm going to have to move him down. Uh, it's, It's really unfortunate. But that is the way it is. He'll come back up. I don't think we'll have to wait too long for Grayson, but they want him probably, you know, I'd say three, four, maybe five at most starts in AAA, and then we'll see him probably probably in May. I think that would be my expectation. So I'm not staying away, but the price is probably a little too rich at this point. The guys that I'm really looking at going for here were Jordan Montgomery and Drew Rasmussen, but also Reed Detmers has caught my eye as well here at pick 168. I think I might go with Rasmussen and Detmers. That's what I'm going to do. Montgomery I like, but I don't think that there is as much there uh, when you're comparing him to Detmers and to Rasmussen. You could make the argument to go either way, but I'm not as big on Montgomery, and Yoshida went. Shit, I wanted Yoshida, but he went as well. Uh, I need two more utility spots, but yeah, Jordan Montgomery, I think he's good. I've drafted him a few times, but I would much rather take uh, Rasmussen and Detmers at this point anyway. Um, And it's not like, you know, a massive thing, but I have Rasmussen at 45, I have Detmers at 54, and I have Jordan Montgomery at 57. Uh, That is my current, current iteration of my rankings. Let's let's take a look here now at the position players who are left for me and see who I can who I can go for here. I need a couple of utility spots. Wouldn't mind filling those out before I keep going for pitching because I think at this point I have a very strong base of pitching. Uh, Josh Bell is still there. Seems like he's maybe fallen a little bit too much. Is there something going on with Josh Bell? Perhaps let me take a look here and see before I hit the draft button if there's been any news today. Uh, Josh Bell, da, da, da. don't see anything. Uh, I don't see anything at all, so I'm totally fine to put Josh Bell in there as one of my utilities. And they're calling it a steal. Yeah, I got him 40 picks after the ECR ranks him, so I'm cool with that. I need a second utility spot, and this is where I might take a chance on, like, a Javier Baez having a bounce-back season because the price is very reasonable. We're close to pick 200. If he does bounce back, then hell. We know what Javi Baez can do. They're changing the dimensions there in Detroit. I think it'll benefit lefties more than righties. But he should still see maybe a couple more bombs go out. Javi Baez, without looking at the numbers, I think he's been more of an opposite field power guy in his career, too. I I might be wrong on that, but he might be somebody who benefits a little bit more from these dimensions that are being changed at Comerica. I'm going to take him here. It's picked 193 overall. I think at that point, it's very reasonable. I do want to see where main event drafters were taking him. I think at that point, you know, I know we're pushing him down, but that's pretty far down. 160 was where he's going to the main events. 128 at the minimum. So, I mean, I don't have any problem getting him here in the 190s. I think that that's a reasonable price. We got the team pretty well filled out here. I do want more pitching, obviously, but this team is very, very solid as far as I see it. And, of course, I'm, I'm always going to see it as being pretty solid. It's my draft. I'm picking the guys I want. But you don't always leave a draft feeling the fuzziest. Um, so, Sometimes you leave a mock draft or a real draft, and you think this team is toast. This team I'm looking at right now, uh, I think that they're looking pretty good. As Larry David would say, pretty, pretty, pretty good. So let's take a look at starting pitchers right now. Henry Cabrera is my guy. He's my most rostered player this season. I might as well keep up that trend and take him. Should I take him right here, though? Probably probably should. Yeah, I'll fill out my last starting pitcher spot with Henry Cabrera. And they're saying it's a reach alert. Well, you know what? That's okay. I think at this point of the draft, 217 overall, that price feels very reasonable. Let's see what main event drafters were paying for Edward Cabrera. 203. So they're paying between uh, anywhere from 178 to 231. 178 to 231 with an ADP 
of 203. So I'm taking Edward Cabrera at pick 216. I'm totally fine. Is it maybe a touch of a reach? Eh, I don't even think it is, honestly. I'll take it at that point. Now, my pitching is is absolutely, no, I'm not going to say ironclad, but pretty freaking solid here with Strider DeGrom. We got Kirby, Rasmussen, Detmers, and Cabrera. It's almost where I want to take a chance on somebody like a Jose Barrios bouncing back because if he does bounce back, he'll smash through this ADP of 217. No question. On a good team, I talked myself into it, I think. Uh, Jose Barrios, I am going to draft you. Even though you're not somebody that I am really that interested in, uh, at this price, you know, they're calling it a big reach. But is it really at this point? We're talking like the 220s. I don't even think it really is. He's going generally between 210 and 280. It's it's right in line with where you're generally getting him. Uh, I have no problem there. Maybe it's a little on the higher side. But considering the base of starting pitching that I've already built out on this team, I don't have any problem I don't have any problem with that right now at all. I need probably one bench bat. That's what I like to do. Sometimes I go for a second one, but usually I just go for one here. And I think the guy I'm going to go for is J.D. Martinez. You know, I like what I've seen from him so far in spring. I think that he can be somebody where, I don't know if we're going to see like a revitalization of his career, but I think we can see something pretty decent in the middle of that Dodgers lineup. I don't know that he's going to be amazing. But I think at this point, with one of my later picks as a DH spot, and again, if these guys who are your later picks don't pan out, then you can drop them very easily. You probably will drop a lot of your post-200 picks anyway, but a guy with like J.D. Martinez, not really much upside in the classic sense of he's a prospect, he could get better. But in terms of there could be an improvement on a better team and a better lineup than he was on last season. Boston sucked. He was not great. He, he was. I think he started really good, and then he fell off, actually. But overall, he was not great. At this point, though, uh, at this ADP 240, uh, I'll take J.D. Martinez, and I'll feel pretty good about it. Again, they're calling it a reach. I don't even care at this point. You're getting your guys, and it's not even a reach. His main event ADP is 217. Minimum of 190, maximum of 280. I took him at 240. I don't think that is really a reach. But anyway, he is probably going to be my only bench bat. We'll see if there's anybody that's really sparkling here at the end. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, I'll take a look at relief pitchers here first. I might go with my guy Dylan Floro. I've drafted him quite a bit. Uh, he might be he might be the guy I go for. Let me just take a look and see if anybody else is that interesting. Trevor May. I really like Trevor May this year. I really like Carlos Estevez. Um, yeah, maybe I will. Eh, why should I wait though? At this point of the draft, I should just get my guys. Let's let's take Trevor May. They're gonna call it a reach. I don't even care. Oh, they didn't even call it a reach, actually. Let's see where Trevor May ended up going in drafts these uh, this weekend because pitching got pushed up. I think relief pitching did probably as well. Uh, Trevor May, oh, well, that one was the biggest reach I've probably done so far. Trevor May's minimum pick is 254. I took him before the minimum pick, so probably a little bit early. But I think that he is going to be the closer out there in Oakland, at least for the first half of the season. I think they'll they'll use him until August. They will probably trade him after that once they have hopefully built up some value there. Um, but Trevor May, I think, will be the guy that they turn to. So I don't really see that much of a problem. I don't think that the price is even that bad. I mean, looking at who else is available here, nobody's a right home about, really. I mean, we're talking 265 overall. i go for, like, Sonny Gray, uh, Lourdes Goriel, Jock Peterson, Michael Conforto, Tyler Molly. Eh, nobody that I'm really, like, jumping out of my seat to take. I don't mind at all taking Trevor May there. I'll take Sonny Gray. I don't mind taking Sonny Gray here with one of my last picks. I think that he is still very strong. I think he's somebody that can be on your team for not maybe not the entire year, but he maybe will end up as more of a streamer. But I still think there's a decent chance that you draft Sonny Gray and he stays on your team for the majority of the season anyway. So I'm going with him, and maybe I'll go for 
upside here. Well, you know what? I think Shamaniah is is a guy that I'll probably go for. Let me just take a quick look. Um, yeah, I think Shamaniah is my guy here. 77 overall in the ECR. It feels kind of low. I have him at 64. I think that that is the spot where I definitely would be taking him. Um, you know, even even a little bit higher, honestly. Like I'm pretty big on Shamaniah going to San Francisco. We talked about him. I mentioned it a few times in this episode, but when I had Alex Fast on last week to talk about last-minute changes to pitcher rankings, Alex moved up Shamaniah as well. So don't take my word for it. Take one of the best in the business's word for it, that Shamaniah should be moving up your rankings a little bit. So I have no problem taking him here at pick 265. He is my last pick of the draft. I'm pretty happy here. Let's see what they give me. 84 out of 100. I'll take that. That's not bad at all. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take that. That's consensus of 42 people, including myself. Now let's quickly quickly uh, go through the team here. Tyler Stevenson, Andrew Vaughn, Jonathan India, Corey Seager, Alex Bregman, Ronald Acuna Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, Tyler O'Neill, Josh Bell, and Javier Baez. Those are the batters. Starting pitching, we have Strider. We have DeGrom. We have George Kirby. We have Drew Rasmussen, Reed Detmers, Edward Cabrera, Jose Barrios. We have Sonny Gray and Sean Manaya. In terms of relief pitchers, we have Josh Hader. We have Clay Holmes. And we have Trevor May. And I forgot about J.D. Martinez sitting there on my bench as well. So I am pretty happy here. I'm going to take a look at the projected standings and see uh, what they'll tell me individually for different uh, different rankers and whatnot, see who likes it, who doesn't. Um, projected to be fifth in the league out of 12 teams. They think I should have drafted Ozzy Albies in the fourth round. I don't know about that necessarily. I was pretty happy to take Corey Seager where I did. Uh, two players, I drafted two players ranked top three at their position, Acuna and J.D. Martinez. That's pretty funny because Martinez is ranked as DH. Uh, who are they calling my steals? Josh Bell, J.D. Martinez, and Sonny Gray. They're calling Tyler Stevenson a reach in the 12th round. I don't think that that is really going to – that bad. I think that's pretty solid right there. I mean, 12th round in a 12-teamer for, for Stevenson, and it's honestly like a little bit later than he is going a lot of the time. So I don't have any problem there. Uh, they project to be good in runs, saves, and whip. Um, let's take a look at individual experts who like, well, what do you know? I liked my own draft. That is a shocker. Who would have ever thought it? But yes, I am one of the people who likes my own draft. Ryan Amore from Pitcher List, uh, Nick Mariano from Roto Baller, Pierre Camus, and Mick Chalella. Also, I think it's Chalella Seal. I, I believe that is how it's pronounced. Um, that is Those are the guys who like my draft, the guys who don't. Pat Fitzmorris, uh, Julian Tarevsky, Blake Meyer, uh, Brad Kamara, and Scott White from CBS do not like my Strider, DeGrom, and Tyler O'Neill picks. Well, you know what, guys? Half of you agree with me, half of you don't. I agree with myself, so that is really not all that matters, obviously. I'm just I'm just messing around at this point. But I'm happy with this draft. I really am happy with this draft. I think it's a strong team. They got really cool technology here on Fantasy Pros. If you guys have not finished your drafts or your mock drafts or whatever, you should really be checking out what they've got going on here. The Draft Wizard is fantastic. This is not a paid promotion. This is just somebody who uses their technology and really likes it. I think that it is the best place to do a mock draft. So definitely take a look at fantasy pros here. They project every category. They're projecting how many runs I'll have. They say I'll be third in runs. They say I'll be sixth in homers, fifth in ribbies. They're projecting everything. Uh, it's, it's a very cool technology. If you guys are not using it, you should be checking it out. Check out my rankings, which are, of course, live on there as well as of yesterday or the day before. I can't remember when they were last updated. We'll be updated again uh, tomorrow, and we'll get some last-minute things in there. Grayson Rodriguez, ugh. If Volpe will move up a little bit, uh, Jordan Walker will move up a little bit. Mostly they're done, but there's some small tinkering to do. 
Uh, but that will conclude our Monday show, guys. I really appreciate you guys hanging out. I know we've done a lot of mock drafts, but generally, I think those are some of the most downloaded episodes we've ever done. The most downloaded episode of the show we ever did was a 12-team Yahoo mock draft, which was uh, maybe six weeks ago. Uh, so you guys seem to enjoy the content. I know we're at the end of draft season, but for those of you who have not quite drafted yet, I hope you found something valuable today. If you've drafted already, I'm just going through my thought process. Maybe you, I don't know, maybe we're talking about the end of draft guys, and you're thinking, oh, this guy's available in my league. Joe liked to draft him, so maybe, you know, whatever it is, I hope you guys were able to take something out of this episode. Like I said, we'll be here tomorrow with one of the best in the business in terms of prospects, in terms of anything. It'll be my friend Eric Cross. He'll be talking to us about prospects, about prospects to look at throughout the season. Guys who maybe if you're still drafting, uh, who you should be taking a look at before you conclude your draft, whether it's a slow draft or a quick draft. Probably a couple slow drafts going on, but regardless, we're going to talk with Eric tomorrow. It should be a lot of fun. Haven't had him on the show since trade deadline day. We, just, we hung out in Arizona, uh, but tomorrow we're going to actually get to talk here over a podcast for the first time since August. So guys... Make sure you are subscribing, getting that pod right in your feed when it drops. It'll be tomorrow evening. We'll be recording, I believe, at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. So check that one in your pod feeds tomorrow around 7, 7.30. Of course, follow us over on Twitter, at JoeOrico99, at EthosFantasyBB. That is the important one, E-T-H-O-S, FantasyBB. Make sure, make sure you go follow over there because we are really trying to build that up. I want all the articles that the guys write and produce this season to be seen by as many eyes as possible. It is great work. We took a lot of care with the people we hired, and I think they've done a fantastic job so far. If you have not checked out the work that they've done in the draft guide, please do go give it a look. You can find the links at Ethos Fantasy BB, but if you're just trying to find it the most direct way, might be to go like look up Sports Ethos MLB, and then you'll find it. Of course, if you're on our website at sportsethos.com, uh, you hover over the MLB tab, and it'll give you everything that you need to know about baseball this season. You got all my rankings up in there. We have different features. We have ton- I think we have 25 articles in the draft guide, guys. It's a lot. It's a lot to go through. Definitely be making sure you're checking them out before you do your drafts. But like I said, we'll be here tomorrow with Eric, and I hope you guys will be subscribing, checking out that podcast. Until then, take care, have a great night, and cheers, everybody. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.